Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 18, Texts 24 through 38. Texts 24 and 25. Once upon a time, Maharaj Pariket, while engaged in hunting in the forest with bow and arrows, became extremely fatigued, hungry, and thirsty while following the stags. While searching for a reservoir of water, he entered the hermitage of the well-known Samika Rishi and saw the sage sitting silently with closed eyes. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Supreme Lord is so kind to his pure devotees that in proper time he calls such devotees up to him and thus creates an auspicious circumstance for the devotee. Maharaj Pariket was a pure devotee of the Lord and there was no reason for him to become extremely fatigued, hungry, and thirsty because a devotee of the Lord never becomes perturbed by such bodily demands. But by the desire of the Lord, even such a devotee can become apparently fatigued and thirsty, just to create a situation favorable for his renunciation of worldly activities. One has to give up all attachment for worldly relations before one is able to go back to Godhead. And thus, when a devotee is too much absorbed in worldly affairs, the Lord creates a situation to cause indifference. The Supreme Lord never forgets his pure devotee, even though he may be engaged in so-called worldly affairs. Sometimes he creates an awkward situation, and the devotee becomes obliged to renounce all worldly affairs. The devotee can understand by the signal of the Lord, but others take it to be unfavorable and frustrating. Maharaj Pariket was to become the medium for the revelation of Srimad Bhagavatam by Lord Sri Krishna, as his grandfather Arjuna was the medium for the Bhagavad Gita. Had Arjuna not been taken up with an illusion of family affection by the will of the Lord, the Bhagavad Gita would not have been spoken by the Lord himself for the good of all concerned. Similarly, had Maharaj Pariket not been fatigued, hungry, and thirsty at this time, Srimad Bhagavatam would not have been spoken by Srila Sukadeva Goswami, the prime authority of Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is a prelude to the circumstances under which Srimad Bhagavatam was spoken for the benefit of all concerned. The prelude therefore begins with the words, Once upon a time, Text 26. The Muni's sense organs, breath, mind, and intelligence, were all restrained from material activities, and he was situated in a trance apart from the three 
wakefulness, dream, and unconsciousness, having achieved a transcendental position qualitatively equal with the Supreme Absolute. Purport by Srila Prabhupada It appears that the Muni, in whose hermitage the king entered, was in yogic trance. The transcendental position is attained by three processes, namely, the process of gyan, or theoretical knowledge of transcendence, the process of yoga, or factual realization of trance by manipulation of the physiological and psychological functions of the body, and the most approved process of bhakti yoga, or the engagement of senses in the devotional service of the Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita also, we have the information of the gradual development of perception from matter to a living entity. Our material mind and body develop from the living entity, the soul, and being influenced by the three qualities of matter, we forget our real identity. The Gan process theoretically speculates about the reality of the soul. But bhakti-yoga factually engages the spirit-soul in activities. The perception of matter is transcended to still subtler states of the senses. The senses are transcended to the subtler mind, and then to breathing activities, and gradually to intelligence. Beyond intelligence, the living soul is realized by the mechanical activities of the yoga system or practice of meditation, restraining the senses, regulating the breathing system, and applying intelligence to rise to the transcendental position. This trance stops all material activities of the body. The king saw the Muni in that position. He also saw the Muni as follows. Text 27. The sage, in meditation, was covered by the skin of a stag, and long compressed hair was scattered all over him. The king, whose palate was dry from thirst, asked him for water. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The king, being thirsty, asked the sage for water that such a great devotee and king asked for water from a sage absorbed in trance was certainly providential. Otherwise, there was no chance of such a unique happening. Maharaj Parikit was thus placed in an awkward position so that gradually Srimad Bhagavatam could be revealed. Text 28. The king, not received by any formal welcome by means of being offered a seat, place, water, and sweet addresses, considered himself neglected, and so thinking, he became angry. Report by Srila Prabhupada. 
The law of reception in the codes of the Vedic principles states that even if an enemy is received at home, he must be received with all respects. He should not be given a chance to understand that he has come to the house of an enemy. When Lord Krishna, accompanied by Arjuna and Bhima, approached Jarasandha and Magadha, the respectable enemies were given a royal reception by King Jarasandha. The guest enemy, namely Bhima, was to fight with Jarasandha, and yet they were given a grand reception. At night, they used to sit down together as friends and guests, and in the day, they used to fight, risking life and death. That was the law of reception. The reception law enjoins that a poor man, who has nothing to offer his guest, should be good enough to offer a straw mat for sitting, a glass of water for drinking, and some sweet words. Therefore, to receive a guest, either friend or foe, there is no expense. It is only a question of good manners. While Maharaj Parikhet entered the door of Samiki Rishi, he did not expect a royal reception by the Rishi, because he knew that saints and Rishis are not materially rich men. But he never expected that a seed of straw, a glass of water, and some sweet words would be denied to him. He was not an ordinary guest, nor was he an enemy of the Rishi, and therefore the cold reception by the Rishi astonished the king greatly. As a matter of fact, the king was right to get angry with the Rishi when he needed a glass of water very badly. To become angry in such a grave situation was not unnatural for the king, but because the king himself was not less than a great saint, his becoming angry and taking action were astonishing. So it must be accepted that it was so ordained by the supreme will of the Lord. The king was a great devotee of the Lord, and the saint was also as good as the king. But by the will of the Lord, the circumstances were so created that they became ways to the king's becoming unattached to family connection and governmental activities, and thus becoming a completely surrendered soul unto the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. The merciful Lord sometimes creates such awkward positions for his pure devotees, in order to drag them towards himself from the mire of material existence. But outwardly, the situations appear to be frustrating to the devotees. The devotees of the Lord are always under the protection of the Lord, and in any condition, frustration or success, the Lord is the supreme guide for the devotees. The pure devotees, therefore, accept all conditions of frustration as blessings from the Lord. Text 29 O Brahmins, the circumstances having distressed him with extreme hunger and thirst, the king directed toward the sage his anger and envy, which he had never before directed toward a Brahmin. Purport by Srila Prabhupada For a king like Maharaj Parikhet to become angry and envious, especially at a sage and Brahmin, was undoubtedly 
unprecedented. The king knew well that the Brahmins, sages, children, women, and old men are always beyond the jurisdiction of punishment. Similarly, the king, even though he commits a great mistake, is never to be considered a wrongdoer. But in this case, Maharaj Perkit became angry and envious at the sage due to his thirst and hunger by the will of the Lord. The king was right to punish his subject for coldly receiving him or neglecting him. But because the culprit was a sage and a Brahmin, it was unprecedented. As the Lord is never envious of anyone, so also the Lord's devotee is never envious of anyone. The only justification for Maharaj Parikit's behavior is that it was ordained by the Lord. Text 30. While leaving, the king, being so insulted, picked up a lifeless snake with his bow and angrily placed it on the shoulder of the sage. Then he returned to his palace. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The king thus treated the sage tit for tat although he was never accustomed to such silly actions. By the will of the Lord, the king, while going away, found a dead snake in front of him, and he thought that the sage, who had coldly received him, thus might be coldly rewarded by being offered a garland of a dead snake. In the ordinary course of dealing, this was not very unnatural, but in the case of Maharaj Parikat's dealing with a Brahmin sage, this was quite certainly unprecedented. It so happened by the will of the Lord. Text 31 Upon returning, he began to contemplate and argue within himself whether the sage had actually been in meditation with senses concentrated and eyes closed, or whether he had just been feigning trance just to avoid receiving a lower kshatriya. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The king, being a devotee of the Lord, did not approve of his own action, and thus he began to wonder whether the sage was really in trance or was just pretending in order to avoid receiving the king, who was a kshatriya and therefore lower in rank. Repentance comes to the mind of a good soul as soon as he commits something wrong. Srila Viswana Chakravarti Thakur and Srila Jiva Goswami do not believe that the king's action was due to his past misdeeds. The arrangement was so made by the Lord just to call the king back home, back to Godhead. According to Srila Viswanath Chakrabarti Thakur, the plan was made by the will of the Lord, and by the will of the Lord the situation of frustration was created. The plan was that for his so-called misdeed, the king could be cursed by an inexperienced Brahmin boy, 
infected by the influence of Kali. And thus the king would leave his hearth and home for good. His connections with Srila Sukadev Goswami would enable the presentation of the great Srimad Bhagavatam, which is considered to be the book incarnation of the Lord. This book incarnation of the Lord gives much fascinating information of the transcendental pastimes of the Lord, like his Rasalila with the spiritual cowherd damsel Zabrajabumi. This specific pastime of the Lord has a special significance because anyone who properly learns about this particular pastime of the Lord will certainly be dissuaded from mundane sex desire and be placed on the path of sublime devotional service to the Lord. The pure devotee's mundane frustration is meant to elevate the devotee to a higher transcendental position. By placing Arjuna and the Pandavas in frustration due to the intrigue of their cousin brothers, the prelude of the battle of Kurukshetra was created by the Lord. This was just to incarnate the sound representative of the Lord, Bhagavad Gita. So by placing King Parikit in an awkward position, the incarnation of Srimad Bhagavatam was created by the will of the Lord. Being distressed by hunger and thirst was only a show, because the king endured much, even in the womb of his mother. He was never disturbed by the glaring heat of the Brahmastra released by Asvatthama. The king's distressed condition was certainly unprecedented. The devotees like Maharaj Parikit are powerful enough to forbear such distresses by the will of the Lord, and they are never disturbed. The situation in this case was therefore all planned by the Lord. Text 32. The sage had a son who was very powerful, being a Brahmin's son. While he was playing with inexperienced boys, he heard of his father's distress, which was occasioned by the king. Then and there, the boy spoke as follows. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Due to Maharaj Parikat's good government, even a boy of tender age, who was playing with other inexperienced boys, could become as powerful as a qualified Brahmin. This boy was known as Shringi, and he achieved good training in Brahmachari by his father, so that he could be as powerful as a Brahmin, even at that age. But because the age of Kali was seeking an opportunity to spoil the cultural heritage of the four orders of life, the inexperienced boy gave a chance for the age of Kali to enter into the field of Vedic culture. Hatred of the lower orders of life began from this Brahmin boy, under the influence of Kali, and thus cultural life began to dwindle, day after day. The first victim of Brahminical injustice was Maharaj Parikit, and thus the protection given by the king against the onslaught of Kali was slackened. Text 33. 
The Brahmin's son, Shringi, said, Oh, just look at the sins of the rulers, who, like crows and watchdogs at the door, perpetrate sins against their masters, contrary to the principles governing servants. Report by Srila Prabhupada The Brahmins are considered to be the head and brains of the social body, and the Kshatriyas are considered to be the arms of the social body. The arms are required to protect the body from all harm, but the arms must act according to the directions of the head and brain. That is a natural arrangement made by the Supreme Order, for it is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita that four social orders or castes, namely the Brahmins, the Kshatriyas, the Vaishyas, and the Sudras, are set up according to quality and work done by them. Naturally, the son of a Brahmin has a good chance to become a Brahmin by the direction of his qualified father, as a son of a medical practitioner has a very good chance to become a qualified medical practitioner. So the caste system is quite scientific. The son must take advantage of the father's qualification and thus become a Brahmin or a medical practitioner and not otherwise. Without being qualified, one cannot become a Brahmin or a medical practitioner, and that is the verdict of all scriptures and social orders. Herein, Shringi, a qualified son of a great Brahmin, attained the required Brahminical power both by birth and by training. But he was lacking in culture because he was an inexperienced boy. By the influence of Kali, the son of a Brahmin became puffed up with Brahminical power and thus wrongly compared Maharaj Parikit to crows and watchdogs. The king is certainly the watchdog of the state in the sense that he keeps vigilant eyes over the border of this state for its protection and defense. But to address him as a watchdog is the sign of a less cultured boy. Thus, the downfall of the Brahminical powers began as they gave importance to the birthright without culture. The downfall of the Brahmin caste began in the age of Kali, and since the Brahmins are the heads of the social order, all other orders of society also began to deteriorate. This beginning of Brahminical deterioration was highly deplored by the father of Shringi, as we will find. Text 34. The descendants of the kingly order are definitely designated as watchdogs, and they must keep themselves at the door. On what grounds can dogs enter the house and claim to dine with the master on the same plate? Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The inexperienced Brahmin boy certainly knew that the king asked for water from his father and that the father did not respond. He tried to explain away his father's inhospitality in an impermanent manner befitting an uncultured boy. He was not at all sorry for the king's not being well received. On the contrary, he justified the wrong act 
in a way characteristic of the Brahmins in Kali Yuga. He compared the king to a watchdog, and so it was wrong for the king to enter the home of a Brahmin and ask for water from the same pot. The dog is certainly reared by its master, but that does not mean that the dog shall claim to dine and drink from the same pot. This mentality of false prestige is the cause of downfall of the perfect social order. And we can see that in the beginning, it was all started by the inexperienced son of a Brahmin. As the dog is never allowed to enter within the room and hearth, although it is reared by the master. Similarly, according to Shringi, the king had no right to enter the house of Samiki Rishi. According to the boy's opinion, the king was on the wrong side and not his father, and thus he justified his silent father. Text 35 After the departure of Lord Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead and supreme ruler of everyone, these upstarts have flourished, our protector being gone. Therefore, I myself shall take up this matter and punish them. Just witness my power. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The inexperienced Brahmin, puffed up by a little Brahmatejas, became influenced by the spell of Kali-yuga. Maharaj Parikit gave license to Kali to live in four places, as mentioned herein before. But by his very expert government, the personality of Kali could hardly find the places allotted to him. The personality of Kali, therefore, was seeking an opportunity to establish authority. And by the grace of the Lord, he found a hole in the puffed-up, inexperienced son of a Brahmin. The little Brahmin wanted to show his prowess in destruction, and he had the audacity to punish such a great king as Maharaj Parikit. He wanted to take the place of Lord Krishna after his departure. These are the principal signs of upstarts, who want to take the place of Sri Krishna under the influence of the age of Kali. An upstart with a little power wants to become an incarnation of the Lord, there are many false incarnations after the departure of Lord Krishna from the face of the globe, and they are misleading the innocent public by accepting the spiritual obedience of the general mass of people to maintain false prestige. In other words, the personality of Kali got the opportunity to reign through the son of a Brahmin, Shringi. Text 36. The son of the Rishi, his eyes red-hot with anger, touched the water of the river Koshika while speaking to his playmates and discharged the following thunderbolt of words. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The circumstances under which Maharaj Prickett was cursed were simply childish, as it appears from this verse. 
Shringi was showing his impudency amongst his playmates, who were innocent. Any sane man would have prevented him from doing such great harm to all human society. By killing a king, like Maharaj Parikhet, just to make a show of acquired Brahminical power, the inexperienced son of a Brahmin committed a great mistake. Text 37. The Brahmin's son cursed the king thus. On the seventh day from today, a snake bird will bite the most wretched one of that dynasty, Maharaj Parikhet, because of his having broken the laws of etiquette by insulting my father. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Thus, the beginning of the misuse of Brahminical power began, and gradually the Brahmins in the age of Kali became devoid of both Brahminical powers and culture. The Brahmin boy considered Maharaj Parekat to be Kulangara, or the wretched of the dynasty. But factually, the Brahmin boy himself was so, because only from him did the Brahmin caste become powerless, like the snake whose poisoned teeth are broken. The snake is fearful as long as his poisoned teeth are there. Otherwise, he is fearful only to children. The personality of Kali conquered the Brahmin boy first, and gradually the other castes. Thus, the whole scientific system of the orders of society in this age has assumed the form of a vitiated caste system, which is now being uprooted by another class of men, similarly influenced by the age of Kali. One should see to the root cause of vitiation and not try to condemn the system as it is without knowledge of its scientific value. Text 38 Thereafter, when the boy returned to the hermitage, he saw a snake on his father's shoulder and out of his grief, he cried very loudly. Report by Srila Prabhupada The boy was not happy because he committed a great mistake, and he wanted to be relieved of the burden of his heart by crying. So after entering the hermitage and seeing his father in that condition, he cried so loudly that he might be relieved. But it was too late. The father regretted the whole incident. <laughs> 